Hey, Mike. Hey, Jason. Did you know that this podcast can be found on all the social medias? Social medias? Yes. Like email, uh, the number three, N-O-E-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Twitter. At the number three, N-O-E-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Very nice. And you can also find this podcast on just about every podcast platform out there, including Spotify, Google Play Store, and uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. And Anchor FM, and and I think we're on Carrier Pigeon. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget the Facebook page, The Three Knows Podcast. That's right. Follow us there. See ya. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. (laughs) The Three Knows Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Hello, and welcome to The Three Knows Podcast. What are three notes, Jason? Uh, there are no rules, no plan, and no safety net. I don't wow. know why I'm talking so slow I d- and somber. I, you know, <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense, but this will make things better. This makes sense, yes. You motherfucker. I didn't yet. I didn't yet. I was kind of sniffing it. and you. I'm thirsty, okay? Skull. All right, cheers. Cheers. I saw you. I'm watching you. I didn't, though. I was just, I'm so thirsty. You would have if I'm I so didn't. parched. I said, I, you would have if I didn't <laughs> so, call you a motherfucker. I'm and, so thirsty. So, so thirsty. Is that better? Yes. Does much it better. quench the thirst? It does. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. So, so what's new? Uh, you know, the world's gone to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, uh, you know, we're not, not allowed to leave our houses. Not, the Gestapo will ask you for your papers if no, you're caught on the street. No, 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 no. That's been amended. I know. So, but <laughs> that, that, that got amended with the quickness mm-hmm. because, well, yeah, it, it shows you how quick he, it, it started. Yes. Yeah. It started Thursday. officially Saturday, Saturday is when it officially started. Right. And it was shot down before it even started. <laughs> By noon on yeah. Saturday, there was enough uproar. There was enough uproar when he announced it on the Thursday. Yep. That. The Ontario police would be given the power to randomly stop drivers and ask them why they're where they are going, why they are out, what is their address, and if the officer felt the need, could issue a seven hundred and fifty dollar ticket on the spot. Mm-hmm. Every police chief, on my understanding, is. Heard this and went, no fucking way. A a large number of them. I don't know if it was all, but a large number of them said, we're not enforcing that. No, no. And I think there's a a whole bunch of uh, rank and file constables just went, "Uh, no, I want nothing to do with that. Do you want riots? Because that's how you get riots. There's already (laughs) riots. Yes. Especially in Montreal. Yes, Montreal seems to have some of the bigger curfew rides because yep. the province of Quebec has curfew mm-hmm. to try and combat. Yep, and spread. everybody thought that that was going to be something he was going to throw out on Thursday. Yeah. But that got shot down real quick because time of day has no factor. No. It's not like people are, are gathering for large functions at midnight. Mm. <laughs> And they're talking about uh, a lot of the spreads, especially in Ontario, 
uh, is based around factories, warehouses, and one other thing. It's mostly industrial. See, and that's construction. That's sites. information I've been I've been wanting to know, and I yeah. haven't been able to. Yeah. I haven't so, found. Where are these four thousand a day coming from? Where right, are they right, getting it? Right now, so these super spreader situations that everybody's freaked out about at playgrounds and golf courses has never yep. ever happened. Mm-hmm. There's not a single recorded positivity case come out of a playground. At least nothing that would constitute an outbreak by any means. But right. by by that argument, you you look at especially here in Chatham. Yeah. One person tests positive, they call it an outbreak. Yeah. That is just fear language. Yep. That's sensationalism and fear mongering. Right. And that is mostly coming from the Chatham Daily News. I'm you know, like the the language that they're using is definitely designed to keep you afraid, mm-hmm. keep you like paranoid. Mm-hmm. Paranoid at this at the situation where our numbers have they have gone up, but now they're consistently dropping. Yep, and it's it's a lot of these things don't make sense for this particular area. Yes. I can't speak for the any of the other areas in mm-hmm. Ontario, right? But our specific location has had very low positivity, very low um, hospital stay. We've had, mm-hmm. we've had a couple deaths. We've had 12, I believe. Is it up to 12? I think it got up to 12 last week. Yeah. Okay. So we, we've, we've but that's in the entire week. year we've had 12. Right. right. So we've been, you could say we've been handled with kid gloves when it comes to what's going on with mm-hmm. this. We don't have the population density. Right. And like I've argued that since day one, mm-hmm. that we don't have the population density. We don't have the 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 amenities that draw large groups of people to a a, a specific spot. Right. Unless, of course, it's Walmart or the real superstore or Win- Winners. Winners. Winners was, uh, now Winners is not open now under current the current lockdowns that they're not essential and they can't do curbside. They don't have that ability. My ear just popped. Whoa. I can hear everything. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Winners doesn't do, can't do curbside. They can't do on online presence because their product changes all the time. Yeah. Like on the daily. Yep. So it's just not feasible. So they are closed. But when we were doing the different zones and, you know, we were open to orange level or whatever. Yeah. And Windsor was closed. They had a shit ton of people coming in from Windsor. Well, I believe I told a story where Mags was at a grocery store and the woman behind her, like directly behind her not social distance, was from Toronto during Toronto's lockdown. That's insane. So people are fleeing, which only stands the reason that they would, they think they're they're not part of the problem. Right. And then they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get out of the problem and I'm going to bring my problem with me Mm -hmm. to some other place. The only way to really control that is to lock it down. Yep. 
But by locking it down, you mean like full on martial law, gate, gate the gate, the highways. Right. Yeah. You like it's like you said, when this time last year, when what was it? The uh, QEW looked like the walking dead. Yeah. The gardener with those those two, those three skateboarders on the gardener expressway. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's what it's supposed to look like. Now. There was uh oh where is it? There was an article, I don't know, Mags read it to me earlier today. She's talking about Australia hasn't has had zero cases in over in a year. And they did the full lockdown. They did the full yep. painful as it New Zealand is. did it too. New Zealand, yep. I think, was the first country to publicly say, That's it. We're shut. We're closed. Yep. Don't call us. We're closed. Yeah, we'll, we'll see in a month or two. So. <laughs> I remember seeing, uh, I think I talked about him, Gus Johnson. The He's a funny a comedian guy. Okay. Follow him on YouTube and stuff. Really, really funny dude. He did a video like last year. Basically, it was kind of like a, an audition pitch video. Oh, okay. To try and get. Uh, to get accepted into New Zealand. <laughs> this is why you should pick me to come to New Zealand. <laughs> he had like a he had like a old PowerPoint presentation. And just, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would make a great Kiwi. Yes. This has to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was given. He was given his pros and cons, right. kind of thing. Right. Well, He's arguing yeah. his case. <laughs> well, did he get in? No. Damn it. <laughs> Thought maybe he could have been like the. Uh, the trailblazer for... No, no, didn't uh, work. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yep. Oh. It better not be a fucking next Oh, there's, <laughs> there's going to be another one. Shush. Shush. I'm not... Don't... Shush me. They're already talking. Did you see the modeling? I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you do. You need to be informed. <laughs> They're talking... 12,000 daily cases... By the end of May. Yeah, I did hear that, actually. Yeah. Yes. They're expecting the numbers to double in the next month. Right. Uh, We're going to run out of people sooner or later. Yeah. And it almost makes me want to go to the hotspots. Lick just, somebody. Just get it. Get it. Get it over with. Now, I, there's that aspect of it. That. It's almost like the, the, the chicken pock party, chicken pox party that parents would throw for their kids. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So. <laughs> way back in the way day. Way back in the day. Yeah. To like, you just get it, get it done, and yep. then move it on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is not the same. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, because in, in, in general, chicken pox didn't kill you. <laughs> Generally, no. I think the, if, if it did, the percentage is way lower than even what COVID is. <laughs> so, well, okay, Jay, Jay, okay. <laughs> the survivability rate of COVID is ninety nine point seven percent. Okay, and what's the survivability rate of chickenpox? I'm sure it's a little bit higher. You can't go much <laughs> higher than one hundred percent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we'll call chickenpox. Ninety nine point eight. I survived chickenpox. I got the scar right here to there prove it. Right, right here. I, I had it. Parker, Parker, got fucking hammered when he got chickenpox. Oh, yeah, every inch of his body, Oof. soles of his feet, Oof. and in between his fingers, he was just a fucking mess. Mm. He lived in a tub of calamine lotion for <laughs> a couple weeks to get that all. Did you call it the back to tank? Oh, it was brutal. like there's like. 
you just look at it and it's like, I feel so bad for you right now. <laughs> yeah. And there's not a damn well, thing. You always feel bad when your kids are sick, period. No, but yeah, when really? you when you get it that Fuck, bad. Just fucking walk it off. <laughs> Fuck you sick. lie like a rug. Really? <laughs> Shall we quiz my children on this? Really? Sure. You're that kind of don't fucking show Did you weakness. teach him to swim by throwing him off the boat dock? Yeah. Oh my god, you're one of those survival guys. of the fittest. All right. Have you well, met my children? <laughs> They're still alive, so you did something right. Yeah, see? <laughs> I trained them. Although from, from the conversation the other day, they're all trying to kill each other or yeah. themselves, whacking the heads off of smoothie machines and uh what did oh the grinding his toe on the concrete. I didn't say where they were the smartest. <laughs> they might be toughest. But like you said, survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. The fittest doesn't mean smart. Nope. Just make sure you uh, wake up the next morning. That's all you got to do. Yep. That's <laughs> your own job, really. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all this shit's still going on. You know, it is what it is. We, we the, the memes that are coming out. Yep. Doug Ford is going to find a rock, crawl under it, because he's getting just savaged. Savaged with all the memes. The latest ones, the one that I shared yep, 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 yep. today was the, the Bubbles one. Okay, yep, I saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, why did it take this long to do that? And you know what I'm picturing? Doug Ford, when he's home alone at night, I picked the wrong week to stop stuffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's exactly what I'm I picked the wrong year to stop smoking crack. Yeah. There was a there was a couple uh, He's gonna he's gonna have a throwback party to his brother Rob oh. and just go to town. Uh, dip into Rob's stash that yeah. he's still you're like, oh he's got he's got that box from Rob that he hasn't opened yet. To my if, brother Doug, whom I loved. If I die, burn this. <laughs> and don't forget to clear my browser history. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got guys that I work with have <laughs> have given those instructions to people they trust <laughs> at work. This is a, it is like if I die here, you take my phone and you throw it into the high heat furnace. Make sure there is nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> Damn! Oh yeah, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. I don't. I don't. I just heard of. I know, okay, I, I know one guy specifically. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. No. And, but he he has a couple guys that he has made promise. <laughs> they will do this for him before the ambulance shows up. <laughs> so Well, it's good to have contingency plans. You, you said you live by the sword. You have to be prepared to uh, think fast on your feet. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> ah, life in a factory. It's been a long time since I worked in one. So, it, Well, they said we had, um, I might have talked about this one, this supervisor that we had, he came in. He uh, he worked at Union Gas Embridge. Okay. He was a middle manager there. And when Embridge, when Union Gas got bought up by Embridge, he was one of the guys that got caught up in the call. 
Okay. So he he got his bio package and stuff like this, and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm young enough. I think I'm going to go back and get another job. Then he goes, factory? That sounds easy. <laughs> Is this the one that you're playing the pranks on? Yeah. A bucket of water and, or a cup no. of water? What's that? A no, cup no, of the no, water no, over no, the no, door and no, stuff. No, no, no. Okay. This is this is this is a recent one. Oh, like, okay. Uh, within like the last year and a half. Okay. Kind of thing. He uh, he came from a profession professional office right. setting. Walked into his first factory union factory job. Okay. Thinking in management. In management. Okay. Shift supervisor. Okay. The lowest of the low. Right. First tier management. Your toe is barely in the door. Right. Gotcha. And you're about to get shit on in both directions. Okay. And he thought, oh, this will be easy. I've I've been a I've been a manager all these years and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And like I think I swore at him every day, multiple times. And when he finally finally had enough and he threw in the towel. He, he confided in one of the guys. He goes, I've never been swore at and told to fuck off more in my entire life. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Did you learn anything out of this? This is like, you, some people just aren't cut out for yeah. the factory. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it's fun, and, but... It's a different world. There's it's like, it's, it's its own ecosystem almost. Absolutely. Like I've been doing my job for well over 10 years. My specific job. Well over 10 years. And this guy's coming in and goes, "Well, you got to do it this way." I'm like, I give him the 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 German shepherd puppy head tilt <laughs> like who the fuck are you talking to? Like you don't know mm-hmm. how to do any of this why don't you shut up and learn something like don't tell me how to do my job right ask me to teach you how to do learn my job learn and then if you've got suggestions on a way to maybe make it better but here's the thing you've been doing it so long there's no way to make it better i get that pared it down as much as i I get that but it's when they start trying to make things better but they've never actually done it which is how it always works in a lot of those situations not just in factories Mm. you know you always you know uh home depot was bad for this the they want certain policies and rules about certain things but this is coming down from people who don't work in the stores. Yeah. They've never know, tried to work. These procedures, these procedures yeah. work great in your training simulations at the test store. Yeah. Yeah. But in a real world setting, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was the thing with this guy. My my favorite interaction with him the one day is at the start of my afternoon shift, and I know I I start at 2 30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get started until three okay. because we're waiting for delivery from the painter. We're waiting for orders to come in from the, 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 the plants, the assembly plants. And that takes a while to, to get organized. Well, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just going through my phone and he comes up to me and he goes, Mike, go do that Toyota load out back. Like... It's on fire, and I'm 
the only fireman in the building right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, okay. He seems to think this is important. I better go check on it. I think you told this story. Is this, there was no paperwork? Right. Uh, okay. Keep yeah. going. Keep, you know, I, I've heard the story once yeah. before. But said so I, I go back to where we, we stage our stage our stuff, and <clears throat> the stuff, like, it's the stuff that I'm supposed to do. Right. And there's, mixed in with it is stuff that's already done. Okay. So the stuff that I'm supposed to do, I'm like, okay, I can't do it because I don't have the paperwork. Right. Because the guy that makes the paperwork, generates the paperwork, hasn't done it yet. So I go back and sit down. Supervisor comes back and goes, I thought I told you to go do those. Those words. So he got the German Shepherd puppy head tilt again. I go, and I pointed at my file folders. Like a, I have a file f- folder holder thing right, right there. I point at it. I go, see that? He goes, yeah. I go, it's empty. That's where the stuff is. That's where it's supposed to be. I can't do anything. Nothing there. You want me to put labels on stuff that I ain't got labels for? I've <laughs> I've done that. I go, do you wish me to magically hang and produce these cards and placards and like this? And he just kind of gets frustrated and wanders off. And I'm just like, all right, this is done. Then he comes back again. Why are you still saying, I fucking, I fucking told you. They said, if you're not going to go do those things, go home. I'm like, well, now it's a fight. Okay. Yeah. So I stand up. I go, there's nothing to fucking do. I'm waiting on the fucking paperwork. Why don't you go back into your fucking office, learn the fucking job, because right now you are fucking stopping people from doing the fucking job. You're detriment. He's to the one what's that's going. supposed to be giving you the paperwork. Not him, not the supervisor. Okay. We have a shipping clerk that okay. does that. that so he needs to that. get to the clerk. Right. I go, I haven't got it from the guy that's supposed to get it to me yet. And I'm like, I'm just, this is like 10 minutes into my shift and I'm already wound up. And who's it? Not a good start to the day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who's woman? Nothing, uh, nothing important. Oh, okay. So he comes back. A fourth time. At this point in time, I'm just, I've worked myself up into a lather and I'm just angry, just angry. And he comes around the corner and he goes, Mike, I want you a pop. He gets, I go, shut the fuck up. Get back in your fucking office. Learn the fucking job. Turn around. <laughs> I sat down. I texted Mag, and I think I think I just got fired. <laughs> she goes, "What did you do?" So I, re- I, I related that story. She goes, "Are you going to get in trouble?" I said, "Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll be fine." <laughs> They'd probably have your back. The union would, anyways. Well, again, he's telling you to do a job that you can't. Actually, it's a, it, it was an impossibility. Right. It was a, so it, I can't. They have to have your back. Yeah. So my the other supervisor can hear me just screaming at this dude. It is like I'm not leaving this office. 
because <laughs> I don't want to be involved in this. <laughs> and because I hear nothing, I see nothing. Oh, he, he saw and heard everything. Because <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, no, he did. no, I know for a fact he did. Because there's a window in the office that and overlooks. You just, saw, you just saw. Yeah, because when I stood up <laughs> and I went off on this guy, I made a. A purpose to look over and make eye contact with the other supervisor, and he, he was like one of these. It was like, oh no, he saw me. <laughs> so don't make eye contact. Don't make, don't eye, make eye contact. contact. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was just one of those. Don't. You don't know. Don't pretend to know. And it, it's like that. When he left, we got another supervisor in. She at least had experience in an automotive plant. She still didn't know right. the job, but she knew the rudimentaries <coughs> of it. There was her learning curve was a little bit shallower than that other dude's was. Okay, but she still made the same fucking mistakes <laughs> as as this guy <coughs> going. We gotta go do this. It's it's weird when when places like that hire from outside, yeah. Because unless they've worked in a very similar situation, they there's too much for them to learn, yeah, to yeah. be able to properly do their job at least for a few months. And they are thrown into the fucking deep end of the pool, right? Rapidly, yeah. Um, it it always baffles me when they want when places like that want to hire from outside. Yeah. Well, one of my one of my biggest complaints has always been. We've hired supervisors and management from plants that have failed. Were they responsible for the failure? Doesn't matter. They had a hand in it. They right? were a part of that puzzle. They're part of that operation yeah. that caused that plant to fail. And I'm just like, why don't why aren't we recruiting from plants that are winning? Mm-hmm. Obviously, whatever those that management team, that supervisory team is doing, it's working. Yep. Because they're making money. Yeah, you cherry pick from the best, right. not, not, not grab the from worst. the garbage bin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was my like I said, I when I first started there, that was twenty seven years ago, twenty seven and a half years ago, there was one supervisor per shift. He covered doing overtime, handing out jobs, maintenance calls. One guy did the entire place. <laughs> I looked at our, our manpower sheet uh, this weekend before, yeah, like the end of the week. There was five supervisors on day shift. I'm just like, why do we need five? We need to get rid of four. And I just looked at it and I go, this is so top heavy. It's not even, it, it, they're going, well, we've got so much more to go on. They go, we need all these supervisors. I go, okay, then why do you only have two on afternoons and on days? We're at 24-7, 365. Yeah. Is there anything, there, there, how many departments aren't running at night? None. All of everything. If everything's running yeah. 24-7, then why? Yeah, you're right. Why is there not the same amount of supervisors day to night? My, that, exactly. That's, that makes no sense. Right. So it, it's somebody, somebody tried to explain it. Well, one guy's a, de- a department head. 
a department head of shift supervisors? There's no fucking... That doesn't make any sense. No. And you have a supervisor for the supervisors. Right. We have we have uh, General Foreman. He's the the top, air quote, seniority foreman there. Okay. He's straight days. Sweet gig. He doesn't have to do shit. He delegates all day long. There you go. And he's got these four other guys running over all over this plant. It doesn't make any sense. Like there's the plant's not that big to require that much supervision. And we're also adults. Maybe that's yeah. something they need to look at next time you have a contract. Which is going uh, going on right as we speak. Uh, so, so that might be something they need to look at. Maybe, maybe that would save I, the company a little money if you eliminate a couple of those positions. And if if it came down to it, the company is not going to listen to a union suggestion to get rid of shift supervisors <laughs> because we're going to go get rid of them all. <laughs> well, just fucking, okay. okay yeah, that suggestion is a little a little yeah, harsh. See all see all those guys. Get them the fuck out of here. They don't need to be here. <laughs> that's just that's just the way that goes. Like we had um, in in the warehouse. In general, is a ship shift supervisor actually needed? I was just about to tell that okay, story. All right, all right. So in the warehouse, we have uh, two supervisors. One, one for day shift, one for afternoon shift. They rotate. Um, the one guy went on vacation. The other supervisor covered uh, 12 hours from 6A to 6P the okay. week of. So I was on afternoons. From 6P until we were done our shift at 11 o'clock, we had no supervisors. Okay. Like nobody from the main plant came down to check. And we're just like, okay, I mean, I've got all this experience. This is what we do. I like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. I don't need a babysitter, which ostensibly, ostensibly that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They said they deal with personality conflicts between people on the floor, but for the most part, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Like that one that was telling you, go do this. You already would have been doing that if the paperwork would have been in there. Exactly. Would have been there, right? Said, so, right. He, yeah, they're babysitters. Right. So, I don't, haven't had to need a babysitter in a very long time. Almost 50 years old. I don't need somebody, another adult human being to tell me, hey, Mike, you got to go to work. I know. I know, but I've seen so many documentary videos online. Seeing what these babysitters look like nowadays kind of makes me want a babysitter now. That's pornography, Jason. That's something no, different. No, it's these are documentaries. No, Jason. You porn They're is, documentaries to me, damn it. You porn is I not take notes. National Geographic. I take notes. You're writing scripts. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. <laughs> and I'm not a pervert. I'm a connoisseur. Oh, no, you're a pervert. <laughs> Just get that out of the way. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Whatever. 
<laughs> so anyways. So anyways, you got notes? I got I got one note that requires some deciphering, and okay. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to fill in the blanks. Here. All right. Because I vaguely remember this, but you're the one who came up with the details. Uh-oh. All right? So this is a green note from the other night. Okay. This is the note as I have it, and this, as I recall, was directly transcribed from you. Oh, okay. Tim Hortons is a subsidiary of Burger King. Emphasis yes. on King. Yes. We're now talking about the Royals. This yes. is how Queen Elizabeth takes North America back. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Explain. Explain? Well, obviously, the the British monarchy is still rather upset about that silly little uh, war of independence that the, the Americans waged. Okay. Get over it, let it go, but whatever. Can't, can't. The British monarchy, I said, they like their land. Mm -hmm. So ask the Indians. They, (laughs) (laughs) so there's, there's, there's a whole bunch. Are there any left? About a billion of them. Okay. I'm talking about East Indians. Ah, okay. Not Native Americans. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Just. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> the monarchy has decided to play the long game. Okay. So, they, they secretly are the uh, 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 anonymous majority shareholders for the Burger King Corporation. Okay. See, well, Burger King's always been there. Yep. But but for as long as I can remember. Exactly. So... But when when the monarchy decided to enact their end game, that's when you saw a, a bigger presence of Burger King, and they started to buy up other restaurants and f- fast food chains and stuff like this, and they specifically targeted Tim Hortons. Why? It's a powerful chain. Powerful chain. It's it's ingrained in. Canadiana. Yep. It is. We bleed, Timmy's. Right. Right. You know, uh, most male Canadians, our testicles are Timbits. Right. Yep. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) No? No. No? Okay. Anyways. um, So. If you cut us, do we not bleed Canadian maple syrup? (laughs) Maybe Quebecers. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else? Double double, double double. Yeah, okay. Carter was telling me about the the secret menu, some of the secret menu items. Oh. Have you ever heard of the Gretzky? No. What was Wayne Gretzky's jersey number? Ninety nine. Okay, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Right. So if you go to the drive thru and you order Gretzky, you're getting nine sugars and nine creams. Oh Lord. The wor- the highest I've ever heard prior to that was four by fours. Four by four. Yeah, yeah. Magoon used to get them right. consistently. Right. So Carter was telling me the one day it was kind of slow at his at his store, and his manager decided to buy a Gretzky. Okay. And she got the Gretzky and she took a sip. And it was just like, whoa! And everybody's like. 
What's it like? What's it like? What's it like? <laughs> What's it like? Is she, she going to explode? <laughs> Are you okay? Is like, she about to have seizures? She goes, everybody grab a, an espresso cup. She gave everybody a shot of this this <laughs> Gretzky. And there's more cream and sugar than there's coffee. At this point in time, yes. <laughs> so I asked Carter, I go, how was it? He goes, it was terrible because it's <laughs> nothing but cold coffee and sugar at this point in time. <laughs> I go, what it tastes like, it was like so sweet. It was just like too much. So... The Gretzky. The Gretzky. <laughs> the whole secret menu item thing is, is really becoming a trend right now. Yes. At a lot of different chains. Yeah. Well, you can... There. Um, Tim Hortons has quite an extensive secret menu, and it shifts with products that come in oh, and Yeah, because they have the seasonal, right. seasonal options and stuff. Yeah. Right. But the Burger King. Yes. Oh, yeah. Back to the Burger King. Yes. So, Queen Elizabeth makes Burger King a crown corporation. Okay. Burger King then proceeds to become a, a hostile corporate takeover of Tim Hortons. Okay. I'm not sure how hostile it was, but okay. I, I, we'll, we'll stick to that. Sure. It, okay. Cold War. Okay. How's that? Sure. That seems more apt. Okay. So, now Burger King... It's right in Front Street. Mm-hmm. Now controls the the fuel of Canada, mm-hmm. and it ha- they got us by the Timbits. They got us by the Timbits. <laughs> and when the corporation Burger King got their hooks into Tim Hortons, that's when you started to see Tim Hortons slowly and meticulously crawl its way into the United States. Mm-hmm. It's taken over. Yep. It's taken over. Yep. They're looking to they're looking to bump out that Starbucks shit. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. Well, that, they're gonna have uh, a quite the fight with Dunkin', I think. Possibly. Quite possibly. That's their biggest. I think that's their biggest. Yeah, but enemy. here's the thing. Starbucks Starbucks has probably got ties with Antifa. <laughs> yeah. Because at, they're mm-hmm. they're they are have their origins up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I don't know how. Ooh, is this going to be like a secret cabal versus the royal family kind of bullshit kind of shit? Like, it already is. There is probably like millions of Texans fueling up on In N Out Burger ketchup. Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> getting ready to to mount. Okay, so who who really bumped off Prince Philip? Who really bumped off Prince Philip? Yes, and why? I would have to say, in purely speculation upon my part, the ghost of Ray Kroc. Really, the major the major competition for. Burger King. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's has to use uh, help from the afterlife. Sure. To to see where 
where the the puck is going to continue with the Gretzky okay. uh, metaphors. So the the witches of Wendy's have teamed up with the clown, <laughs> and they've cast different spells to to bring back the genius of Ray Kroc okay. to to reach out and figure out the 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 grand machinations of the Burger King. You're forgetting you're forgetting a, a, a couple other tools that the Burger King has it had his as his disposal. Who's that? Uh he's got the the Colonel. Yes. And he's got the Taco Bell folks. Ooh. So we could possibly get another civil war mm. kick off in the South, it's not a civil war. It's not no. a civil. It's, a it's war the franchise the, wars the from franchise. Demolition Man. <laughs> That's exactly what That's it what is. That's what it is. Yes. So, Prince Philip, he, like they couldn't go after the Queen. I I think she's too well protected. I think Prince Philip got taken out by the Queen. I think Prince Philip was about to flip. Think so? Yes. He, uh, from what I've seen and heard about the man, he yeah. seemed like a really good dude. He had a lot of good stuff back in the day, and his role has been toned down, old age and all. You know, not this, the dude uh, was ninety nine. True. Um, I think he was about to flip sides, and he was at, about to he was about to open up some secrets that uh, at the eleventh hour. Yeah, he was about to open. I, yeah, open up Geraldo's vault or. Uh, Al Capone's vault of the... Uh, Liz's vault. Liz's vault. Liz's vault. The real Liz's vault. Don't... See... Well, right there. No wonder Prince Philip got bumped off. He got warned. He got he warned. He got warned a few weeks ago when he had COVID. You know, that was his warning. Yes. But no, he was still adamant he was going to he was gonna do what he was going to do, and that's why they took him. My out. last great act of defiance... Mm-hmm. To reach out, the secrets are going to come out. You know, he probably he, had a he contingency. Went out, he went out, and he, he he was his goal was to bite the hand that fed him all these years. Mm-hmm. Throw open the gates because it's what's right. He he's he battling saw, for he what's saw, right. He saw the light, did he? Yes, yes. He saw the true evil that is the royal, the British royal family. <laughs> He saw through all that shit. He's put. He's dealt with it. He's lived with it for years. He's sickened by it. Uh, I, I firmly believe that it was Harry and Meghan, their whole situation. It's what kind of lit that fire, brought that that rebellious fire back into his heart. Look, Phil, and we got free. You can get free too. That's exactly it. He was kind of following their lead. They they brought something back in him that had been long stifled. His his. Cold, dead heart beat one too many times. Uh, yep. Liz. Liz caught on. Liz heard it. Yep. And she goes, you know what, Phil? But you know, he's I, got. I, I can Diana you in a second. Yep. And he's just like. he's he, And he's got, he's got like, he's got a, a package that's being mailed to the media as we speak. Multiple. Multiple, yeah. like, yeah, sources. he's his, his, his. He probably had, uh, he probably had a person, a handler, if you will, who, yep. when I'm put in the ground, you go to this, you go to this place and you open this safety deposit box. If I don't make a call every day at 6 06 p.m., mm-hmm. go to this bus terminal, yep. 
to this locker, there will be a package. Disseminate this information widely. It's it's out there. They're vetting it all right now. We're about shit's about to go down. Now the problem there is the BBC is state run. Mm-hmm. You can't take that information. Oh no! It, no, it's not going to be in in the UK. No. No, it's okay. going to be spread to news organizations everywhere else. Mm. But here's the problem with that. Nobody else on the planet gives a fuck about the Royals. Oh, I think the, the how far-reaching this is, the Burger King and, and the franchise wars that are secretly playing out behind us, you know, I, th- I think you'll be surprised. The amount of information that he's about to drop. Okay. Now, the situation... We know it's going to happen if Burger King releases a fantastic new burger treat. Because they got the Impossible Whopper right there. They've 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 relaunched the Impossible Whopper. That a plant-based Whopper. That is the jingling keys that will distract yep. everybody away from the news. Yep. They will go You'll get this impossible whopper. How big? How big is the whole plant-based thing right now? Oh, it's massive. Exactly. It's massive. So now you can get a whopper that's plant-based. Yeah. And we don't know where these plants are. Air quote plants are grown. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going into those plants. No. Nope. We have no idea who's manufacturing. I've those never plants. heard of a burger plant. Have you? Never. Exactly. I've never. I In all my years. We live in an agricultural rich yep. area of Ontario. I, I don't care how much you chop it down and how many spices you add to it. You can't make a stalk of celery taste like a hamburger. It just no. doesn't work. No. They said they've been trying. Mags has, I think, the sad part about it is she's buying into it because- oh. The other day, I went into the freezer to get something, and I saw these fucking 50-50 burgers. Oh. That's how they started. Yep. They give it out in little I, doses. They parcel, parse it out. I, the now, next thing you know, you're eating fucking tofu. That, see, now, I can't go... I, I understand that logic, and that's... that's you know, drug dealer logic. The first oh, case yeah. is free. Yeah. We're in the middle of that right now with Crystal's candies. <laughs> As we were went out today, our neighbor across the street, I really want to try your caramels. So Crystal told me, go grab one of each. And I brought it over and I said, here you go. First case is free. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to say it. And, and, and I told her the secret ingredient is crack. <laughs> The little crystals, so it's not salt. Right, so we're sure she's gonna have more orders coming in. So yeah, I see the logic is there. They give yep. you that little. They start with the fifty-fifty plant right, based, right, and right. then easy your way into yep. it. Yep. They then you, you so you, you get your fifty-fifty burgers. Then they fucking start giving you fucking paper straws. That way, you have to start ordering smaller and smaller drinks because the straws don't last. Mm-hmm. They wean you off. I go off. this on the daily with the right. paper straws right now. They wean you off Coca-Cola, making you go to Tim Hortons. Ooh. Which sells only Pepsi products. Right. Mm-hmm. And Double Doubles yep. and Gretzky's. Uh-huh. They, they reprogram you or enforce reinforce the programming that you've already 
given into. Has anyone tested Tim Hortons sugar to see if it's cut with crack? Oh, probably or some is. other drug. I, I have I have no doubt in my mind that it's it's probably like a ninety ten. <laughs> Split sugar to fentanyl <laughs> at this point, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enough to not kill you. Right. But it's enough to get you hooked. It's just enough to give you that little shot of uh, mm-hmm. insulin oh, resistance. And Tim Hortons found a way to get to me. I found out today. I, yeah. I heard about it the other day, but I wasn't sure because I never noticed it. I, I don't drink coffee. Okay, yeah. never really had a taste for coffee. Uh, I'll have the odd ice cap now and then, but and it's usually made with chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very sweet and chocolate. Blah blah blah. I do get their frozen lemonades, and I like their frozen lemonades. <sighs> the raspberry one. I I would get the raspberry one, but it would get to be too tart, and it would start to bug my acid reflux. Okay, even with the medication I take for that, yeah. it would still get to me. Yeah. So I stopped drinking the raspberries like months ago okay if i get a lemonade i'm getting original yeah i just found out they got rid of the raspberry oh they switched to strawberry oh bastards and it's i had one today and it's fucking delicious because <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's not super tart There's, it's very light on the tartness and it's just sweet. enough sweet with the strawberry flavor it was so fucking good is it pink just like the raspberry one? uh it's lighter pink lighter yes the raspberry was definitely a deeper color so they've conditioned you with one mm-hmm. yep and they've oh they got me i yeah, admit it they they've swapped out but made the new Eerily similar. Yep. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one who was getting the acid reflux thing happening. It's especially with the the coloring. It's lemonade. So it's going to have a a high acidic. Yes. um, Yes. But I think the redness, like the red food dye kind of thing, that's known for being bad for acid reflux stuff too. Yes. So because I highly doubt they're using all natural concentrate. What? You mean the giant... Bo- pump bottles of uh, <laughs> Dow Chemical <laughs> flavoring yeah. is not real? No. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Say anything you want. Ta- talk you to put- your source. See if you can get, get the label. The real label. The real not the label. one that they show for, for show. Now, okay, but he's he he's only front line. He still has access to the, the cooler, to the storage he room. He does. He does. But only on direction from his supervisors. So the next time he's told to go get something, just get this too. But the problem is, the supervisors check the delivery of the of that. So I believe this is a false flag he just needs situation. To get a no, no, no. He just needs to get a picture of the label. No, but the, here's the thing: you have a, the the factory that sends all the supplies to the each individual stores right has a false label already on it okay the supervisors have the the real information they they scan a barcode that's that they can only like mm-hmm. decipher yep so it can say all natural concentrate from raspberries picked for a, by virgins in uh a virgin forest, but the supervisor has his own 
has the real info. Has the an encrypted iPad that has the barcodes that when he scans, like it'll say virgin picked raspberry concentrate, but it really actually says Agent Orange mm-hmm. on his. So as long as that his encryption isn't corrupted or we could be in trouble here. Okay, because you just figured out something that, well, all stories, fiction, are based from elements of truth. Right. Right? There's there's, there's a cliche or phrase, a quote to that, right? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Los Pollos Hermanos and their meth distribution. Yeah. They They stole this whole concept from the Tim Horton system. No, Burger King system. Oh, you think it started with... You don't think Tim Hortons was into this beforehand? I think... You think Burger King corrupted them into this world? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Because... Because... We're Canadians. We don't start out evil. No, 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 no. Except our geese. Except our geese. (laughs) Fucking goosesses. Cobra cobra chickens. Cobra chickens. So, when, when, when Burger King purchased Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, this is a fact, Tim Hortons... Sold off their coffee. They they switched coffee. Okay. I know it's different in the States. It's different everywhere. Here's the thing. McDonald's bought that supply chain of the old Tim Hortons coffee. That's why McDonald's coffee is better. That, that is an absolute fact, not bullshit that I'm making up. Really? It is that explains fact. so much why I know so many people who are diehard Tim, Tim Coffee people, yep. and now they're diehard McDonald's people. Yep, because McDonald's coffee. Oh, I had no <gasps> idea. I've never, ever heard that. Is Tim Horton's old coffee. Wow. That explains so much for so many people around me, like yep. family members and work coworkers. This, this is the ghost of Ray Kroc. Working hard. He ain't dead. He ain't dead? No. Too many milkshake preservatives? No. He's he's immortal. He's part of the whole... Oh, the machine? <laughs> part of the machine. He's hooked, hooked up to a fryer someplace? He's just an entity with wires coming out of his skull <laughs> on, a, on a makeshift throne that looks like it was made from the piles of the bones of Grimace. <laughs> he's wearing the hide of Grimace. <laughs> That's his cape. That's his cape. The said, hood. But, like it's Grimace's head is cut off like right up with the bridge of the nose. So it's got the eyes of Grimace <laughs> and he's got it pulled over. So the with rest the hamburger's of his, hat. Hamburger's hat. Fucking Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Where's Mayor McCheese? That's, that's And where's Big Mac? Where's Big Mac, the, the, the police officer? Yeah, the sheriff. Sheriff Big Mac. I I think, I hate to say it, but I think Sheriff Big Mac is uh, sleeping with the fishes. Um, the filet of fishes? The filet of fishes. And what was, there was a, a French fry bird, I feel. Yeah, she was, what was her name? It was a, it was a. A girl. a girl bird, and she had like a the old style, like Amelia Earhart yeah. leather helmet. Like yeah, hat yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but I yeah. can't remember who her name was. I don't know. Or was she fries though? Was she fry? I thought. Or she was, was she the for the chicken nuggets? 
No, that's just fucking rude. A bird girl's the the chicken nugget one. Well, no. What, what's making me think she wasn't for the fries is because didn't they have somebody called the Fry Guys? Oh, maybe. I Whoa. feel like there were Fry Guys. There were like four, three or four of them. They were each different color. They were kind of like cousin it, like ball characters with with legs and eyes, or, or kind of like uh, Snap Crackle Pop ish. No, the I I'm picturing four like furry balls. Different colors, like a red, a blue, a purple. Okay. And they were called the Fry Guys. Donald Mascots. All right. So we have Ronald McDonald, yep. obviously. Yeah. Uh, whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot. It's interesting. Okay. One of, like, one of the ones is... Uh, Whatever happened to McDonald's first mascot, Speedy? Speedy? Uh, Yeah, that's... All right, Uh, let's find out here. Okay, McDonald's characters. They're not mascots, they're characters. Characters, yep. Ronald McDonald. We've completely skipped over his, his role in all of this. He's the secret assassin. He's secret. the John Wick. <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> He's been in retirement, but okay. don't. He'll All come right. back. Uh, Sunday, Ronald McDonald's dog. Nope, that was before my time. Yeah. I think uh, nineteen ninety eight debuted debuted in nineteen ninety eight. I don't remember that at all. No, do I? Um, Sunday often speaks negatively in a monotone. Example, there's nothing nothing like a good song, and that is nothing like a good... So he's an insult comic. He Basically, yes. <laughs> Grimace. Um, Grimace? Wow. Oh, shit. Grimace is a large purple character debuted in 1971 as the evil Grimace. Oh? Yeah. In Grimace's first two appearances, he was depicted uh, with a pair of two arms, which he would steal milkshakes and pops. Hmm. Evil was soon dropped from Grimace's moniker, and Grimace was uh, reintroduced in 1972. Wow, that didn't play very well. No, it did not. (laughs) So, yeah, so he became a good guy. He he did a a face turn in 1972. Okay. Uh, Hamburglar. Hamburglar. Yeah. Ah, uh, here it is, right here. Birdie the early bird. Early bird for, right. for the breakfast. She was the breakfast one, yeah. Okay. 1980, to promote the company's new breakfast items. She was a yellow bird wearing uh, a pink jumpsuit and a flight cap and scarf. Later, her legs were orange. Okay. All right. Fry kids. The you, fry kids. You were on the, the path. You were just a little, yep. a little off. Um. These are characters to promote McDonald's French fries. They first appeared in 1972 to 1983. Uh, they were called Goblins, G-O-B-B-L-I-N-S, and linked uh, and like to steal and gobble up. Goblins, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
the other character's French fries. Well, that stands to reason. You know, everybody yep. steals your French fries. It's yep. Accompanying them with the keep your eyes on your fries jingle. I remember that. Yep. Uh, do, 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 do. Mayor McCheese. Uh, 1971 to 2008, he was a character. The Enormous Cheeseburger. Uh, top hat. Pair of uh, spectacles. Bumbling mayor. That was it. Officer Big Mac. He was not. He wasn't. Okay. He, Officer Big Mac. Officer Big Mac. Okay. 19, uh, was featured in 1970 to 2008. Uh in addition to McDonald's signature sandwich, Big Mac uh, was the name of the character in McDonald's. He was similar to Mayor McCheese in that he had a large Big Mac as a head. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for when he was chief of police, he got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> and he wore uh, a constable uniform. I, I just remember, uh, I remember, remember they had the little playground outside? Yes. Getting stuck in the fucking. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Captain Crook. Oh, don't Captain know. Crook was a pirate. 1970, 1970 to two thousand eight. I don't even remember this uh, character. No, nope. uh, and similar in appearance in, to the famed Captain Hook from Peter Pan was fillet of fish. His, yeah, fillet of fish. That's what his thing was. He would seal the fillet of fish. Officer Big Mac. Yeah, I with, don't remember that one. Yep, the professor. A bearded scientist type character in a lab coat, 1971-2008. I do not remember this character at all. Nope. Wow. What makes you wonder, did they make it to Canada? We might not Mm. have seen a lot of these marketing promotions up here. That's true, too. Uh, The Hamburger Patch. The Hamburger Patch in 1973 and is part of the fictional city of McDonald Land, where McDonald's hamburgers grew like fruit on plants. Whoa. Whoa. We might have just stumbled on something here. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. This is like, this is McDonald's.fandom.com. Where is McDonald Land really? Where is there. it? It's it's like the lost world. It's a hidden earth. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow earth. Hollow <laughs> earth. Uh, they were picked by characters such as Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar for consumption. Advertisement featured the hamburger patch was shown as evidence during the McLibel court case in the United Kingdom. Um, bah, bah, bah. Uncle Grimacy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, was in, created in 1977, ran until 1985, uh, even appeared in the 1986 for an ad advertising uh, the narrative of McDonald's, both in celebration of St. Patrick's ah, St. Patrick's Day uh-huh. and the Shamrock Shake. Uh, okay. Uh, the Happy Meal Gang. A hamburger, fries, a soft drink, and a regular size 1984. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, joined the McNugget Buddies in 1989. The Happy Meal, uh, the Happy Meal hamburger was voiced by Bob Abergast. The Happy Meal fries, Jeff Wilkin, who gives a rat's ass. The McNugget, McNugget Buddies, a bunch of chicken nuggets. Um, 
1989 to 2009. Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. The, Ch- the McNuggets were shown as large McNuggets with chicken beaks, chicken wings, and cowboy boots. That's a little too close to... <clears throat> Side yeah. note. Side note. Side note. Chicken nuggets. Yes. What's the op- What's your favorite dipping sauce? Hot mustard. Ooh, I'm a honey guy. Mm. Oh, Hot mustard. Way to go. Honey. I I went in for my surgery. It was the hot mustard chicken nuggets that kick-started my healing factor. All right. Yep. <laughs> Your healing factor. <laughs> uh, Cosmac. Cosmic. Cosmic. C-O-S-M-C. Temporary character from McDonald Land, Cosmic, was an alien who wore a large space suit and talked like a surfer dude. He was featured in a series of McDonald's commercials from 1980 to 1985, where he traded some items to Ronald McDonald. Grimace and the Professor during your picnic. Nope. Don't know that one either. And what else we got here? Besides running nose. Uh Trash cans. Talking twin trash cans, 1970-1985, which involved having to deposit garbage into them to feed them. Basically, it's a don't pollute PSA. Okay. Uh, never, find, never mind all the styrofoam that wasn't biodegradable that ah, they were throwing around. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Bernice. Strange creature that was introduced in 1992 to 2008. She had incredible things like the script of a three-part Ronald McDonald making movies commercial. Nope. Nope. <laughs> vulture, an unnamed vulture that spoke in monotone voice. He was almost featured in some of the multi-part McDonald's commercials in the Search for Grimace's voice commercials. Nope. He'd once loaned a feather to Ronald in order to get Grimace's voice out of a sleeping dragon. Okay. Now there's dragons involved. Oh, yeah. Now, now, oh, fuck. McDonald's has dragons in their corner? Yeah. Wow. It, it's not going to be pretty. I know. It's I'm, not going to be pretty at all. But we're talking about the royal family up against them here. You right. know, you, then you're getting into the, you can go back to the King Arthur days. And, then you got, you, you well, know. you've got the royal, the English lion yeah. uh, and stuff yep. like that. Uh, I am, Eam, hungry, a short-lived McDonald's character who was self-proclaimed vice president of snacking in 1998 to 2009. The character was a floating, fast-moving, green fuzzball with orange arms and a monstrous face. Nope. He would, uh, he would often appear when Ronald, Grimace, and Bertie were dining with a birthday kid and would constantly crave food. He would never stop pestering them until he got fed. I am, I am, I am. Okay. Was featured in the, holy cow, was featured in the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald VHS titled Visitors from Outer Space, where he would eat the gunk off Ronald's rocket. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Just wow. I, okay, I, I'm going to search for that. Yeah. If yeah. that's that existed on a VHS somewhere, it's got to be, it's it's, gotta be it's, out there. 
you 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 know the tricks that I, I've pulled. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've found I've found some pretty obscure stuff over the years. <laughs> I found a movie called The Big Bus from nineteen seventy five, I believe. Okay. Um basically it's airplane five years before airplane, but it involves a nuclear powered bus making a nonstop trip across the US. What? I'm not joking. This movie exists. I've watched it. Wow. Uh, That's a whiskey onesie. Uh, oh, no. I would not detect that. <laughs> no. Gridler. Gridler. G-R-I-D-D-L-E-R. Okay. Short-lived uh, McDonald's character from 2003 to 2006 to promote the McGriddles by stealing them from Ronald and his friends. You don't fucking steal McGriddles, man. That's just wrong. That's what this guy That's said. how you get Ronald McDonald going into John Wick mode. That's how you get McBeat up? Yep. That's don't touch my up. fucking McGriddles. That's right. Fattest uh, sandwich on the on, on the menu? I don't give a fuck. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike the Microphone. He was a one-time character created for the, for the Kid Rhino album. What? What? <laughs> uh, Kid Rhino albums. Ronald McDonald makes it makes it magic, and Ronald McDonald presents silly sing sing along. He guards the door and r- runs. Hold on, okay. He guards the door and runs things inside uh, McDonald Land Magical Radio Station, which ro- which Ronald has some kids use to sing Silly Day broadcast. So it's kids bop. Okay, kid. Kid Bop? Kids, Kids bop. bop. Kids Bop via McDonald's. McDonald's. And what year was that? This was... Did they have a date? They do not have a date for... They don't have a date. No. Short, I could one, be wrong. One-time one character. So it was, it was a one and done. I could be wrong. I most likely am wrong, but for some reason, I'm picturing... I'm picturing some sort of a 45 record... With McDonald, Ronald McDonald's face on it. That's but I, I I'm probably wrong. I'm probably yeah. not. I'm probably just making that up. But for some reason, I'm having that image in my head. There's there's a hyperlink here. I have to <laughs> see if they got a picture. Oh, nope, now, it's now, a microphone. Now you're on lists. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Mac tonight. I kind of that sounds I think familiar. I remember this one. Uh. A moon-looking character that sang and promoted McDonald's, oh, yeah. ca- uh, McDonald's with catchy tunes. Yep, I remember that. I do. Yes. I vaguely remember this guy. Yep. Happy, a McDonald's character from 1994 to 2020. What? 2020. That is shaped as a Happy Meal box. Yeah. Okay. With a huge smile and eyes on top. The character is very energetic and joyful. The exact opposite of what a human is after they eat McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing that up here in Canada. I well, it might have been. I, I, hmm? I think I do remember it from like commercials out of Detroit and stuff like well, that. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Speedy S P E E D E E. Okay. He was the first mascot of McDonald's way before Ronald McDonald's, and holds a sign that usually says "I'm Speedy" or fifteen cents. Uh, some stores still have them. This mascot to the day as in pictures or signs. Right, okay, I gotta look. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. You've seen that. That does look vaguely familiar. Yeah, you, we, we've seen that at least once. I, it does look vaguely familiar, yes. So that... It's kind of hard that. to describe, but... It's like um, he, a, a, an anthropomorphic hamburger, like the bottom of a hamburger bun mm-hmm. with a face on it holding a 15-cent sign. Mm-hmm. But mm. After... A-S-T-O-R. The main character of the PC game's mission to McDonald Land. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, there you go. There's a lot of characters I do not know. And my guess is they probably made maybe didn't make it to Canada. That's got to be the only reason. Mm-hmm. But I do, re- like, the the... The moon one, Mac Knight. I remember him. I remember him. that. I, I do remember, remember that. that one. Yep. I do remember Birdie. Yep. Um, the Fry Kids. I, 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 I'm. I'm. I do. Pay, I do remember them. Yeah. I I called them Fry Guys, but they're yeah, right. I, you completely fucked that up. Let's <laughs> go, Jason. Now the hamburger. Like, oh shit! He's got a garage behind you. <laughs> <laughs> robble, 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 robble. What? <laughs> He's just like Groot. Robble, 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 and translates to, I'm going to watch the life leave your eyes. <laughs> First I kill you, then your family. <laughs> I will end your bloodline. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. This is fucking serious. <laughs> but, yeah, that, who knew? Yep. All that from this silly ass freaking royal it's family. Not that silly. <laughs> we haven't dove into the all of this is allegedly. No, <laughs> this is all true. <laughs> the opinions of Mike are, his are the only thing that matter on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't even dive into the uh, the Burger King mascot. No, not to say. But I only remember the king, and even him, I think, was an actual king. Where we actually started. No, don't bother. Too late. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, we got other stuff to talk about. Like what? Oh, you know, those, those shows. <laughs> oh, this is more interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> I only remembered the king, and I feel like he's even a fairly recent creation for an actual character. Right, right. Uh, wow. Okay. Now, the interest, the one interesting thing about like when I think about Burger King in the past, and I've looked this up. Um, again, that uh, YouTube show that I watch a lot, Good Mythical Morning, yes. Brett and Link, they do a lot of around the world menu items from yeah. different franchises. Okay, and it usually involves a giant map of the world with darts. <laughs> so they 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 taste something, and then they try to figure out what country they think it came from. Uh, and it'll be like a McDonald's item that's only found in this country and that gotcha. kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then so they try to guess what country, and then they have to throw a dart trying to hit that or get as close to that country as possible. Gotcha. And neither one of them is really super good at throwing darts. <laughs> Link more so is just awful sometimes. Um, and there's there's more rules and what involved. And then they get told what it is, and then they have somebody measures who's closest and all that. Gotcha. And there's been things. So I've heard of like international options from so many chains that are really interesting, and some of them sound gross. But also part of that um, with their kitchen, the, the mythical kitchen stuff. Yep. They have uh, 
past foods. So Mythical Chef Josh will either have experienced in his life or he'd heard about old food items that are no longer exist, and then he tries to recreate them. Now, he hasn't done this one, but on that list, I remember Burger King having a veal parmesan sandwich. Yes. Apparently, I did look this up eventually, and from the sounds of it, it was only available in Canada, and it was only around for like two years. It was a very short. Yeah. But I remember that sandwich, and I remember loving that sandwich. Yep. Burger King mascots you forgot existed. Okay. Perfect article. It's a handful of diverse children. (laughs) Okay. Um, We have Boomer, Jaws, Lingo, uh, Snaps, KidVid, and IQ. And a kid in a wheelchair and a dog with a crash helmet on. I'm picturing something along the lines of like magic school bus kind of situation. There. Oh, that is magic school bus. Oh my God. The art style is very, very similar to magic school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's almost like a cross between a magic school bus and Archie comics. And throwing some Degrassi. Yeah. Yep. So we got a little, little bit of this, (laughs) a little bit of that. There you go. Wow. Who knew? Yeah, Burger King has never been one to rely on that type of marketing, though. No, just the, the, the king himself. The king himself. And again, I feel like he's been fairly recent. Like the last 10 to 20 years, he's really actually been a character. Well, I think... You know, the whole creepy, the king popping up. And yeah, everything. the dancing Burger King and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That makes sense. I just don't remember ever actually seeing a Burger King character until much later in my life. Like into my adulthood, at least there was he. There was a. I want to say there was. A, I remember a face, like the like the face and the crown, as part of the advertising. Maybe, but I don't remember well, a physical like person guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas like Ronald McDonald was, or fucking Speedy, who <laughs> was there from the get go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ronald's been around for so long. Yep. Yep. All right. So you <laughs> you think you have some other stuff you want to talk well, about? Not that I want. We need to talk about. <laughs> we do because fuck, we're getting such great television options right now. We are. Yeah. All right. So let's start with uh, the one that we always talk. And you know what? Spoilers. Just so you, I know. If anybody's even still listening after the last hour <laughs> that we just put them through. They're in. They're in. They're in. They, so they, they, they know what they're they've getting. signed off. Right. They're good. Okay. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. This fifth episode, the penultimate episode of the season. Yep. Yep. Felt like a condensed movie. It was an hour long. It so. was a full. Uh, it was a full cinematic experience yep. with everything we got in there, and it shifted gears, which. At first, like for the when it first hit, like the whole fixing up the boat stuff, yep, and that whole happy moment, you know, it felt weird at first, and then I realized, no, that this they're getting that little bit of normalcy before yep. chaos drops back on them. This again. this is the the calm before the storm, yeah, and the setup to the chaos that's and, about and to Sam and Bucky bonding a bit more and. Fucking Bucky macking on Sam's sister. That was funny. He's <laughs> nothing there, but it was funny. 
I don't and, know. And, and if you hit on my sister again, I'm going to talk to Clyde, and you're going to you're going to just going to chop you up and feed you the fishes. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. Bucky did spend a lot of time in Wakanda. That's true. He might have developed feelings for African okay. women. You think he's got the jungle fever? Maybe. All right. Maybe. I wasn't hearing any Stevie Wonder in the background, so. But maybe that's. Does, does Disney own that library? I don't know. Well, there's your problem right there. Okay. But the whole. They, they own Marvin Gaye, so they could have put a Marvin Gaye <laughs> song back behind that. Gotta save that for the next episode. Right. That's got to be it. <laughs> but yeah, this whole episode was just. Well, first off. We get the the repercussions coming off immediately following what happened with John Walker in the last episode. Now, okay, here's the question. Was John Walker running away from Sam and Bucky, or was he just running away from demons and Sam and Bucky caught up? To him? I think he was just running away from demons because he knew he fucked up, but, but, he, but he doesn't feel wrong in what he did. But he knows that, although you know everybody saw him do it, and he's he was still heartbroken because he lost his friend. Yeah. So I think he was just running to get away, and 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 Sam and Bucky kept tabs on him. Yeah, and that's that's how him. I felt. That's okay. what because because he's you know when he finally did get into that warehouse or whatever it was, that factory, whatever it was, you know he just he broke down and he was screaming and and out of pain basically, yeah. and you know pain and rage. There was. An iconic Captain America shot where where John Walker had the shield and the, the star was pointed up and he was knelt down behind it mm-hmm. and he just got that the, yeah. the out the silhouette like that's a that's a that's a classic Captain America pose mm-hmm. especially when like Steve Rogers was regretful or sad about something he yep. would hit that pose when when he when in those rare moments where Cap felt truly defeated right right. He got he got beat down and he's like he was just about ready to rally up, but that that was that pose. Yep. Then you get one of the most amazing fight scenes <sighs> in comic book editor in movie history. Yeah. Yeah. And that fight to get for them to take the shield was just wow. But did you notice did you see the progression of John Walker's uh, how he was fighting when he first when the fight st- first started. John Walker had the shield strapped to his arm and mm-hmm. he would not let it go. Yep. But as the fight progressed, that's when he started to throw it. Mm-hmm. So that was him, like kind of a sly way of him saying he's letting go of okay. Captain America. You think so? I think so. All right. It's because. He hung on to that shield. That uh-huh. was his identity. And the more the more that fight went on, his identity started to slip from Captain America to John Walker. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started to see him throw the shield a little bit or use it in a not strapped to his arm situation. That was my kind of okay. Like, oh, all right, there's a neat little I, thing. I was too mesmerized by the action to read that kind of and read that read that into it. But I can see your point. I de- I can definitely see that that that's a very strong possibility that they might have been trying to show that kind of progression. Yeah, you know, it's whether you want to agree with this or not, it's still art. Yeah. So for them to try and give put artistic tone and 
uh, I can't think of the word translation, I guess is the best way, you know, they're, they're portraying something yeah. in an artistic way while watching this violence. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a couple scenes that were very reminiscent of cap and Bucky versus Iron Man. Oh yeah, definitely. Like there was the some of the some of the the sequences like were very very similar to that fight. Mm-hmm. And then said Sam Sam was holding his own, but he took a couple shots. It was just like, yep. You're just a normal dude. You and then, should be. And, and then Walker started catching on to hit the tricks with the the wings and right. the, and the jets and all that stuff. And he started as soon as he would try to. Do any of those tricks? He yanked them back down, right. kind of thing. Then he probably looked like one of the most violent episodes in like of of a of a very violent show. The violence of John Walker ripping the wings off of Falcon is mm-hmm. just like wow, yeah. But it was also very symbolic that this. This removes Falcon from Sam. Yes. And opens the door. This this makes this forces Sam at this point to either step up or step back. step down. Yep. Yep. Now I did like the fact that Sam, even without the wings, was still able to use the jetpack mm-hmm. to help him in this fight, which really, really wants me to believe that that's going to be incorporated. Oh no doubt you so. you just because he will probably be winding up the one carrying the shield doesn't mean he's gonna lose that part of him yeah. the wings and whatnot that's yeah. a whole that's his repertoire but the scene with Torres leads me to believe otherwise okay because after the fight oh so Bucky does his level best to kill John Walker mm-hmm and John Walker has the answer to Bucky for the most part. Yeah, which I don't know if I agree with that. Can't I, forget, John Walker is a highly decorated soldier. Yes, but Bucky has been alone for his experience level. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The experience level alone should have really given him an, a, a much bigger edge in that fight, in my opinion. I think I agree with you there. Um, but it did take Bucky and Sam working together mm-hmm. to take out John Walker. Yes. Breaking his arm in the process yeah. and retrieving the shield. Well, they walked away with the shield at, after the that fight. Yes. So, uh, the scene with Torres where he's, he's got all like... Probably the jetpack and the wings mm-hmm. in a bag, and Sam and Torres were talking, and Torres Sam's walking away with a shield. Yep. And Torres asks him, well, "Aren't you going to take the wings?" And Sam looks back and tells Torres, "You can have them." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, we have our new Falcon." Yep. So <laughs> yeah, because he's obviously a techie guy. Yeah, and he'll figure out how to put them back together. And as I found out in the comic books, that Torres character was a Falcon. Okay. So I, you know, I pretty sure I read something like that somewhere. So, yeah. So we get, does, 
does the boat scene happen before Isaiah Bradley? Uh, yes. No, after. No, no it's after. after. It's after because he he doesn't he go home until go after home. he goes to yeah. Isaiah's. So, Sam goes back to Baltimore, talks to Isaiah Bradley, mm-hmm. gets the whole story. Yeah, and it's just like wow. Yep. It. They erased Isaiah Bradley, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Bradley is hiding. He they erased him because he went and did his job, rescued other super soldiers. Yes, and he was punished for that. Yep. So this, the Isaiah Bradley story, is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Every time you hear bits and pieces of it, or you hear the full story this time around. It's just absolutely heartbreaking what has happened to this man. And he's so broken yep. that what he says to Sam when he leaves, that they'll never let a black man be Captain America. Yep. Like he is so broken that he refuses to believe that they would ever accept a, a black, black man. Captain America. Yeah. But he also stated that no self-respecting black man would become Captain America. Yes, but again, that's the wrong mentality to have for Captain America. How better to try and change the narrative than from the inside than to make you know yeah. make it work? Yeah, you know, and that's obvious, that's probably going to be Sam's logic. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What? He, he, he he's not wrong. The things are this is broken. This is wrong. But I'm going to make it right. Because that's all that Captain America does. He makes things right. Yep. Come come hell or high water, yep. Sam Wilson will make it work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the easiest Mm-mm. road to hoe. But Especially considering, again, he's just a normal guy. Yes. But we got a training montage in this. <laughs> yeah. Find it corny, but. There was a couple things that I, I did notice in this. So when Sam was doing the training montage mm-hmm. and he was running by his nephews, mm-hmm. what were they calling him? I forget. Uncle Sam. Oh, jeez. I didn't even catch that. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. Now, during the training montage, when Sam was running on the road, did you notice his position? No. He was running on the right side of the road, leaving the left side open. Okay. Well, that's common. Think about it. Who ran on Sam's left? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's still, it's, I, I think you're reading more We're, into that. It's no. more common for people when they're running on a road like that to okay. be on the right okay. side. You're running with traffic. In the context of this. Sure. Yes. We have. How did how did yes. Sam meet Captain America? Uh, yes. On your left. On your left. Yes. <coughs> On your left is an important thing. Yes. Right. So Sam left the left side. He, in case Cap came running by. Right. Okay. He left it open. All right. So I, I noticed that little. I, I I think you're reading too much into that myself, but I, I get your point. It I was, do. It, yeah. it, it just seemed like a poignant little, okay. little thing. So sure. It's possible. It's possible. It, it, it is possible. Okay. But um, we're, we're kind of bouncing around in this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
they do the <laughs> the boat montage. Yes, Bucky shows up. So yeah, uh, Sam uh, Sam tells the uh, goes back home after talking to Isaiah. Yeah, and it's at that point that the sisters said they can't sell the boat because the guy who's going to buy it has backed out. Yes, because the boat needs to be fixed. Yeah, it would cost too much for the guy to fix the boat after he bought it. Then it would be worth for him. Mm-hmm. So we get the trying to figure out how to fix this boat. Well, Sam rallies. The, the neighborhood. Yep. The whole okay. town. Everybody, they call in favors from everybody. Yep. And the one guy goes, when a Wilson calls for help, you answer it. Yep. So the the, the neighbors come in and help. The, everything they need, a new engine for the boat, all that stuff. Yep. And that's when Sam shows up. Bucky. How are we going to get, or sorry, when, that's how when Bucky shows up. How are we going to get it off the truck? Yeah. <laughs> we did miss, we did skip a part that was very important. Okay. We flash to the uh, the Sokovia uh, Memorial. Ah, uh, yes. And it pans out to see Zemo looking at the the memorial. He asked them, in the la- I think the episode before, did you guys ever go to the Sokovia Memorial? Right. Bucky ended up going to the Sokovia Memorial. Mm-hmm. And he's got the drop on Zemo. Yep. He's got his gun. And he's pointing at Zemo, and it looked like Zemo was like, he was he'd accepted it. Yeah, he, he flat like, outside. I'm, I'm going to die. I bear you no ill will. Right. Bucky pulls a trigger, click, and then Zemo. You see Zemo kind of shit himself as Bucky drops the bullets out of the vibranium hand. Yep. <clears throat> and then the Dora Milaje show up. <laughs> And scoop Zemo up. Yep. Take him off to the ship. Where they say they're taking him to the raft. The raft. AO, AO says they're taking him to the raft, which... Comes in late. Yeah. There, there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes that the comic book readers will go like... <gasps> we'll get into those we'll rumors. We'll get into that. Uh, AO tells Bucky, yeah, don't come back to Wakanda. Yeah. Anytime soon. Yeah. Because you kind of worn out your welcome. Yeah. Bucky accepts this. And as they're walking away, Bucky goes, I have a favor to ask. Yep. And it cuts to the boat. Yes. So they do the boat fixing montage. Mm-hmm. Bucky and Sam work their shit out. Yep. They work it out with a game of fucking... Shield Frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things. Yep. You want some tough love? Right. <laughs> yeah. Sam, Sam to Bucky. You want, are you ready for the tough love? Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a brutal, honest talk. And it was, it was a great comment, like a great section of that show. You want to get past the shit you're swimming through? Do the work. Yep. <laughs> and this is Sam, the, the, the counselor. Yep counseling somebody who's in desperate need of good counseling mm-hmm. and it works out best for the both of them and i did i did love how they were just nonchalantly chucking the shield at a tree and bouncing it off trees yep. catching it 
Bucky Bucky hits on Sam's sister. <laughs> Sam shoots that down. Yeah, very don't hit, fast. Don't, don't hit on my sister again, or you're, you're getting chopped up and sl- and fed to the fishes. Right. So that's <laughs> and Bucky's like, okay, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> so, but it's the favor that Bucky asked for from yes. the Wakandans. It's yeah. a box. It's a box. It's a big suitcase. And we still don't know what's in that box. I, I, we know what's I, in the I box. wanted to see what that no. was so bad. We we're not going to see it until next Friday. Next Friday, probably the last 10 minutes of the film, of the show. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I know what's in the box, but I want to see it. Give me the, give me the, the yeah, thing. show me the picture. <laughs> but the training montage was very different. Mm-hmm. When Sam was actually throwing the shield with intent, he almost killed himself with it a couple times. Yep. Because, well, because when, when him and Buck were just... He also was breaking the house a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when, when him and Bucky were just kind of nonchalantly tossing the shield, and said it, 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 was, it was dangerous, but it wasn't as dangerous as it was when Sam started to throw it with with power and intent. Yep. That's when the shield became a weapon. And Sam learned quick there's a lot to controlling that shield. Mm-hmm. You have to be the best. And the timing, because he's, he's doing the throw and flip and catch it and all right. that, which I don't, I still don't understand the logic, but I'm shutting my brain off for that. <laughs> it, it would be the most difficult maneuver it's impossible. That makes it the most I know. difficult maneuver. Because they strap that shield on, and then you're expected that it's, you aren't you just going to be able to slide your arm in and out? Sure. You went, come on. Suspend your discipline. I would have, yeah. I, 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 just to take that out of the equation, and I'm just, that's, that's such a nitpick. But switch it to Stark Tech where it's like oh, magnets, magnets and stuff. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, that, that that's your easy fix, but they're not there yet. So. No, they're not. There was there was some people were nitpicky about um, Sam. How like how is he able to throw the shield just like Captain America? And everybody's going like, well, okay, it's vibranium. Yes, it's light. It's super strong, but it's really light. Mm-hmm. And then they gave examples of other people throwing the shield relatively easy, mm-hmm. like Hawkeye being one of them. I think Widow did once. Black, yeah, Widow did that too. And there, there's a, there's been examples of people tossing the shield to Cap. Yep. So that that nit, nitpickiness doesn't really ha- matter. No, about that. But when you throw that shield with intent, that's when it becomes super dangerous. Yes. Because it it does what it does. Uh-huh. So it's no no different than a razor boomerang. <laughs> no, not no difference at all. Yeah. Then Carly shows up. Carly Morgenthau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you wanted to hide a book, where would you hide a book? In a library. Right. Where did Carly hide herself? Yeah, in plain sight. New York City. Yep. So 
So Carly and the rest of the Flag Smashers are in New York City. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fuck some shit up. Yep. They have made a phone call to Sharon Carter. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah, you called that. Who brokers a deal with Batrock the Leaper mm-hmm. for him to sell weapons to the Flag Smashers. And... He, he's got a side quest of his own where he wants to kill the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, t- Batrock the Leaper is hanging, is just hanging with the Flag Smashers because he's got a side quest he needs to uh, finish. And and what great Canadian icon? Georges St-Pierre. Yeah. So the, uh, a relatively unknown, you know, not even considered a, a villain in the Marvel universe to my, to my experience. A very minor villain. Yeah. So. But you get a badass playing him in the MCU. And look, we've seen him, what, four times now? This is the we fourth saw him, time. Yep. We saw him survive going toe-to-toe with Cap. Yep. And now Sam. Yep. <laughs> and. And we got more to come. Yes. And then I do believe firmly believe they did not get the rights to use the UN. That's why they used the GRC. Yeah. So you have, well, Carly signals the, the rest of the, the civilian flag smashers that just happened to be all in central park. The flash mob, flash mob signals them. They all show up. They all, instead of like, this is what we're going to do, this kind of thing. It reminded me of Osmodius from The Watchmen when he he's telling uh, Owlman about the plans. And Owlman goes, well, we'll stop you from doing it. And Osmodius goes, I just, I did it 25 minutes ago. You're too late. It's mm-hmm. already done. So Carly and the Flag Smashers go to GRC headquarters and start kidnapping people. Yep. And we're just like, and they, they, they had that little nod to Hydra when those two guards walked up, one world, one planet, yeah. that kind of thing. Instead of hail Hydra. Oh yeah, definitely, so, definitely similarities there. They they have to they have to link their their terrorist organizations somehow. If not, like put them into bed together. You you have to. The, the brain thread. The similar, similar mentalities. Right. Yeah. So you look and at similar that. modes of operation, if you right. will. So you have this happening. Mm-hmm. So the show ends with the Flag Smashers taking over GRC headquarters. Sam doesn't know any of this is going on. Nope. Nobody knows what's going on right now. Yep. The show ends with Sam opening... The suitcase. Yep. And we're just like, show us. Just show. We've been with you this long. Just give us a little fan service. Show us. Nope. Nope. <laughs> gotta wait. You gotta now, wait. Now, there's one scene that we've skipped over. What's that one? The John Walker trial. Uh, d- trial. <laughs> there's a lot about that John Walker trial. And the subsequent visit to Lamar Hoskins' family, mm-hmm. which is just so impactful. It's it, like the fact that we, we skipped them, because that should tell you how much is packed into this episode that we missed a major scene. Mm-hmm. 
Like, John Walker thought he was going to get a medal. Yep. He didn't think he was going to get fired. And, and then he spoke up, and he, and he yells at them to let him speak. Yeah. First off, if he would have kept his mouth shut, he would still have a job. Yes. He wouldn't be Captain America, but he'd still have a job. But no, he the rage got to him, and he gave his speech saying, you made me. I, and, you built me. You made me do this for yeah. you. And, and now you're throwing me and away. So they get which him. is a m- massive indictment on any government when it comes towards the, their handling of their military. Mm-hmm. That it gave me slight reminiscent of a few a few good men. Yes. You know, they were following orders. Yeah. Whether those orders were right or not, they were following orders, you know? A very similar vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a lot of flack going on. People are defending John Walker. See that? There, there's... There might be a lot of trolling going on, but a lot of people are saying, like, John Walker's the good guy in this. How do you figure John Walker's the bad guy? Because Captain America doesn't kill people. But even before the kill, yeah, his the, the way leading up to, the way he was treating, would talk to Sam, so condescending, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Bucky... Bucky knew right out of the gate what this guy was. Yep. And it took Sam a little bit to like, oh, okay, that kind of thing. But there was, there's a lot of people online are defending John Walker and his actions. Well, and there's, there's a lot of people like, I'm getting like some of the, the, uh, the content creators on TikTok are just like, how, could you possibly believe that John Walker is the good guy in all of this? And there's like, this is a lot of African Americans are asking these questions. Like, how do you think John Walker's the good guy? No. After nope. you, yeah. you've learned, you've learned all this about like, especially Isaiah Bradley and the rest of the super soldiers and the way John Walker Treats a lot of people. What's going on? Uh, Crystal. Oh. No. She asked me to stop and pick something up. No. And I kind of laughed at her. Oh. Because <laughs> she bought two boxes. She's got 18 orders of candy. Oh, my goodness. In the works. Now, a lot of them aren't, aren't due for until, like, just before Mother's Day. So, she's got time. Yeah. You know, she wants me to pick up some of these, you know, Nutter Butter cookies. They have chocolate-covered ones. And they're on sale at Shoppers. Ah. She bought some, and she wants more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but uh, the uh, the defense of John Walker that is odious at best. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't want to bring real world into that shit, but it makes you wonder the people that are defending that. Okay, where do they lean? That's a lot. That's a lot of the 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 talk in the situation. It, like it, it's there's. Yeah. Like there like there's people out there like that. Yep. And when when a platform like TikTok and you have these creators giving their opinion about things. Of course you're going to get 
trolls going going at them. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. Now it absolutely o- sucks. The, now the other interesting thing after John Walker's trial is the cameo, the introduction to a new character. Yes, a Who character is really not a new character. I've but. never heard of her before. But I've, I haven't, again, that's yeah. the side of Marvel I'm not familiar with. She goes right back to the origins of the S.H.I.E.L.D. comic books. Okay, see, I'm yeah. not familiar. Count, Countessa, Valerie, something, something, something. Yeah. Julia Played Louise Dreyfus. Julia Louise Dreyfus. These boots are not made for walking. Marvel, again, with the interesting casting. Yeah. Because from what I looked that up, to, to find, I know a little bit more about the character. She's supposed to be a badass in her own right. Mm-hmm. Julius Dreyfus doing action? Body double, baby. Yeah, I but, know. Uh, but I, I, I'm all in. Julius yeah. Dreyfus is awesome. So, you know, and, and, you know, I questioned Catherine Hahn in WandaVision, and she crushed. So... Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah, I have all the faith in the world yep. for that. No, I, I, I've not questioned a single move that Marvel has made thus far. So her showing up and telling John Walker the fight's not over and all that, and I will call you. Yeah, the best thing you can do is answer the phone when I call. Yes, and he gives him he gives him a blank card. Yeah, the problem there is a lot of people really hung on to the. Uh, the, the supremacist aspect of John Walker is when Julia Louise Dreyfus made John Walker's wife, a black woman, move over. That diminished. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Where and did she sit? Yeah, I, I didn't even catch that, honestly. But the problem but there is John Walker let it happen. That's true. Yes, but... Again, we're not defending John Walker. No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but they like said playing some devil's advocate here. Yeah. You you can see some of the things where like, mm, yeah, this and, dude's And a that dick. Was, probably was intentional. Right. Absolutely. 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 It was intentional. You know, his world is falling apart yeah. because he's gone psychotic. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He's so. completely flown off the rails. Then he goes to visit Lamar Hoskins' family mm-hmm. where he fucking lies Oh. Anytime he draws a breath. Yep. And it is devastating to watch him do this to Lamar's mother. Mm-hmm. She, that poor woman, like, just lost her son. And as far as she was concerned, her son loved John Walker. Yep. And wow. You know, you know. Hoskins' father and his sister did not believe a word. Definitely got that impression. Yeah. They were just like, fuck you, you lying sack of shit. Yeah. You definitely got that impression, especially the dad. We're not going to say a word in front of the, in front of mom. A, in front of mom. That's a big one. Yeah. But also, too, what's this guy going to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, yeah. You don't know what John Walker's going to do at the best of times. He's turned into the rabid dog. Yeah. The last thing we saw from him, he was making his own shield. Wow. Obviously, there's no way he has vibranium to do it. No, but he's he's using something. Yeah. And using his fucking medals of honor. Yeah. Welded into his shield. Wow. Yeah, I want to see what the, how this shield looks when it's done. I bet you it's a black and white shield. It's like not US the. Agent. It's not the. No, see, U.S. Agent had like the badge looking shield. 
No, he had a, a round shield. Did too. he have a round? I yeah. see the U.S. agent comic that I briefly read. Yeah, he had more of the the badge looking shield, like a heater shield. Yeah, yeah. Um, now coming off that that character that uh, Julie Dreyfus was portraying. Yes, where that is a is rumored to lead. There is no project officially greenlit at Marvel for this, but it is heavily rumored because if you you can put a few puzzle pieces together, is that this this is one seed that's leading to a possible Thunderbolts project. Yeah, because that character Countess Val whatever is apparently the lead person for General Thunderbolt Ross. Mm -hmm. And the Thunderbolt comics was Baron Zemo and John Walker. And a bunch of other... Other villains. 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 So it's it's their version of a Suicide Squad, essentially. All the pictures that I see here of U.S. Agent have him with a round shield. Okay. Maybe I'm picturing it wrong. It's been a long time since I looked at that comic. So, okay. I For some reason, I'm picturing that shield, but... I'm wrong. Whatever. Um, and we know that General Ross controls runs, the raft. Runs the raft. So he is the Amanda Waller of the Marvel Universe. He is. And so, but does Amanda Waller turn herself into a Hulk? To my knowledge, no. So Thunderbolt shot that too, up. She's too gangsta <laughs> for that, <laughs> as we saw in the first Suicide yeah, Squad movie. True. That is true. But it's, I'm interested to see if this unofficial forming of the Thunderbolts. My guess is they haven't greenlit it, but they're planting these seeds just to see what kind of, what kind of rumble they get on the internet, just to make sure that it's something the fans might be interested in. Because look what, look what we're doing. Yeah. We're comparing Cas- it to Suicide casual, Squad. Yeah, casual fans might not understand that, yeah. but it's your hardcores, your vocal Hardcores, right? That will say like, yes, give us more Thunderbolts. And as we as we just said, that's their version of Suicide Squad. Yes, are the yeah. fans going to be willing to accept that from Marvel? You know, do you want them? Marvel with- has a really good track record. That's true. That's true. But the similarities are there, and you know, do you want to play that game? I think, okay, here's... I, for one, am all for it. Let me put it that way. Here's how you do it. You you skip the Thunderbolts completely. Okay. And you go right to Dark Avengers. Ooh. 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 Dark Avengers. Ooh. You know what? I'm wondering if that could be a possibility and what might give us that... More, more lean in that direction it will depend on what we get from Black Widow. Yes. With Taskmaster. Yes. Because Taskmaster is a part of that. Uh, Taskmaster is there. Well, there's there's a bunch of Yelena Bolova yeah. who's also going to be in Black Widow. She's Bullseye. Yeah. Um, there's Bullseye plays the Hawkeye character. Yes. So if you because you want you want to avoid similarities with Suicide Squad. But you want to keep similarities with the Avengers. Yes. So you have the new team Avengers all of a sudden getting attacked by replica old team 
mm. Avengers. And everybody's going like, what is going on here? So you, you skip Thunderbolts or you keep it in your back pocket and you use it after the, the Dark You do the Dark Avengers dark and Avengers. then you flip it to Thunderbolts? Right. Okay. Because you show these characters getting nabbed yeah. at the end of the Dark Avenger arc. Okay. And then all of a sudden, these new heroes pop up on the scene. Well, then you, you just kind of flip that script that way. Either either way, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, Marvel has done no wrong for me. No, no. So I'll take everything you can give me. And they're not overdoing it at this point. You know, we know of so many projects, but not that many projects that are definite or have, have really been pulled together. So, you know, that's, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. No matter what they give me, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, it's time to go. Oh, we didn't even get to Invincible or The Expanse. I know. I know. Well, we'll have to, we'll keep it in your back pocket for. Because I've noticed one thing in Invincible early on. Okay. One quick thing. Okay. What's that? The beginning of the episode with the frat girls and the drunk guy out of the, coming out of the bushes. Yes. Okay. As soon as that guy came out of the bushes and he started talking, I'm like, hey, I looked it up. Well, this guy, the guy who did the voice of that character, yeah, he plays a drunk character on a regular basis. It's Justin Roiland, the voice of Rick from Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) He can't hide that shit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I could just hear it when he, especially when he belched. There's a distinct belch sound. (laughs) That's fucking Roiland. I looked up, sure enough, it was Justin Roiland. Very (laughs) cool. Thought that was funny. (laughs) But man, that show's getting dark, dude. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Get out of here. Um, I'm going to, yeah. So we didn't didn't put the, find the the bumper. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Find a spot. Don't worry about it. So. Thank you for stopping by the Three Knows podcast. We didn't realize we were going to spend an hour talking about Ronald McDonald <laughs> or the non-existent cabal of <sighs> the Royals. <laughs> Is it non-existent? Oh, we'll leave you on that. We'll find out if we're back next week. <laughs> so thank you for stopping by the Three Knows podcast. This has been Mike and Jason. We'll talk with you maybe, maybe next week. Bye bye. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.